Hey everybody, welcome back to The Local Youth Worker, a podcast brought to you by Reformed Youth Ministries. I'm your host, John Parrott. Uh, today we have uh, Champ Thornton. Uh, Champ, welcome to the podcast. John, it's great to be with you. I've been looking forward to this. I've been a, a fan, I guess I can say, of your, your work um, because I'm a father of five and you've written a lot of books that help parents in discipling their uh, they're young ones. Uh, so just a little bit more about Champ. Uh, you're associate pastor at Ogletown Baptist Church in Delaware. Um, you've written a number of books, as I said, um, uh, many written for students, uh, some that we'll uh, be able to uh, to hopefully dip into. I know there's there's a lot that I'd love to discuss about each one of them, but um, one of those, Why Do We Say Goodnight? Um, and then The Radical Book for Kids, uh, your newest one, which Remind me if it's been released yet. Wonders of His Love at the time of this yeah. recording has it, been it released? just came out at the uh, on the twenty fourth of October. Okay, so Wonders of His Love, Finding Jesus in Isaiah. That's a family Advent devotional um, that's just hot off the the press. Uh, but we hope to to have some time of that. I was I was telling Champ right before we started recording. There's there's a lot I want to talk about. So um, we'll see how much we get to dip into that. Um, and so to tell our listeners, you've got a podcast of your own. So why don't you just fill them in on that to start off? Yeah, it's called In the Word on the Go. And about three years ago, I was taking my kids to school and I still do about maybe every other day. My wife and I switch off depending on what our schedule is for that day. And I thought, you know, it's about 20 minute drive. It'd be great if there was a podcast that I could listen to with my kids that's designed to bring up scripture so that we can think and talk about it in the car together. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. So uh, that's where the idea came from. And each episode lasts just about 10 minutes. And in each episode, I interview someone like a pastor or an author or someone who works for RYM. And I ask them about <laughs> one of their favorite verses of the Bible. And then I ask them questions, same, a lot of the same kinds of questions. So what's the context? What does it mean? How would you put it in your own words? Why is this hard to live out? Um, and things like that, the way we can relate to it in our lives. And it's just a little short bite-sized snippet of time we can spend 10 more minutes in God's word while we're running errands, while we're driving the kids to school, going to a ball practice or whatever it might be. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. In the word on the go. Yeah, definitely want to point our listeners to that, to check that out. And I've already messed up. I should have said, Hey, tell us about your family first. You were talking about driving them around in the car and listening to this, but yeah, tell us a little bit about your family too. Yeah, absolutely. So my wife's name is Robin. We've been married for 25 years. It's amazing how fast the time goes. And we have a 16 year old son. His name is Micah and we have 11 year old twins, uh, Jack and Mackenzie. They're starting middle school. So if you are parents of twins and they're less than six months old, let this be an encouragement. You can make it. You can get through it. <laughs> it's always a rough season when they're little, but uh, yeah, it's great being a dad. And so that's our family. Yeah. And you might've just answered this question by, by what you said, but it's so much of your writing and your, your podcast, I mean, focused on family. Um, mm. when, when did you start getting into writing and kind of producing books that, you know, again, kind of aimed at helping families disciple their children? Yeah, so right around 2007, I was working, I started working for a Christian publisher, a small publisher based in North Carolina, and I was working remotely from Ohio, and I was writing Bible curriculum for them. So they provide a lot of curriculum and studies everywhere from preschool age up through uh, high school. And so that was really where I started actually doing writing 
as an occupation or as a calling, and I really enjoy it. And so about five years after that, I uh, became an associate pastor and then got open the doors to continue writing. And for the last number of years, I've been writing for New Growth Press. That's where the Radical book and these other ones you mentioned have come from. So that's a bit of the story there. And, you know, I guess there is a bit more to the story, and that is um, about 2002, I was diagnosed with a genetic blood disorder that uh, inclines me toward getting blood clots. And in fact, I developed some blood clots and and was in the hospital and um, had some clots go to my lungs and people die from that. And, you know, you're 29 years old and you just kind of think I'm invincible. You know, I'm going to live for decades. Easy. And man, that really brought a reality check into my life. And so probably for the next decade, there wasn't a day that went by that I didn't think about my mortality, mm. which may have been a bit unhealthy, but then also just that was the, in a sense, the hand I've been dealt. Like, this is what the Lord has brought into my life. And so I do think a lot of the desire of writing for kids is I'm writing for my own kids. And this, this is what I want to tell them. So whether I'm around for five more years or for 45 more years, I want, there's some things I want my kids to know. There's some things I want to leave behind. And so that, that definitely is a, a motivation behind uh, the writing ministry that God has given me. Wow. That, that's amazing. And I did not know that aspect of your story. Um, and so I, I do just kind of digging into that a little bit. You said this was, you were 29 when, yeah. when, okay. And is this something that's ongoing that you're continuing to to deal with? Yeah. I, I take blood thinners and, you know, I try to take care of myself, but uh, this is one of those things where, you know, I'll, I will have this um, blood disorder for the rest of my life. And this is just, it's right now it's a manageable thing, but uh you know, it does make you think like, okay, you know, I'm uh, I'm a human being and none of us will uh, will live forever. And so in some ways, it's been a very healthy thing. I mean, the Psalms say that the Lord, we want the Lord to teach us to number our days, to know that, you know, we are not going to live forever. And uh, sometimes we come to that reality late in life. And uh, even though it was stressful and sometimes full of anxiety for me, that's something God brought into my life at a young age. Hmm. Wow. Well, well, thank you for your ministry, I mean, it's interesting just the, the difficult providence, but how the Lord uses that uh, to bring about uh, fruitful ministry. Uh, so thank you for you know, taking the time to, to write those things down that you want to teach your children, but then also sharing those with the broader kingdom so that we, we can utilize those as well. Um, and I think that'd be a good segue maybe to talk about the radical book for kids first. I mean, that's the the book that I was introduced to first. I don't know actually what was your first book that you wrote. Was it Radical Book for Kids or another one? So I have some curriculum with that other publisher that I mentioned, and one of those is a book that you can get on Amazon, and actually you can get on Amazon for free on Kindle. So it's called wow. God's Love, a Bible Storybook, or if you search for my name, you'll see it, and it's available in English and Spanish, and I think even Chinese, on Amazon in Kindle format, and it's 120 Bible stories from Genesis all the way through the resurrection, and it's meant uh, for the preschool level, so it's... Uh, if you think Jesus Storybook Bible, it's not that fancy, right? But it's for maybe one age click down in uh, in development, so even younger children and parents can read it to them. Yeah. Wow, that's great to know. Free right now on Amazon, and it's free. Wow, wow. excellent. Yeah, and so the, the radical book for kids. Those who um, are listening, I shared this with with Champ pre-recording, but. Um, my oldest son used the radical book for kids as part of his uh, daily devotion. He would read a little bit of God's word and then read this alongside that. And I just want to encourage, I mean, any parents out there listening to this to, to get this book. This is such 
a unique book. And I really, I, I want to ask you kind of how the, the idea came to mind, but it's, there's so many helpful, uh, just aspects to this book. I mean, interesting facts about the Bible. I mean, having, I know there's a chapter of kind of the Bible in one sentence and, um, you can use it easily as a family discipleship tool. But then, as I said, my own son using it as just kind of a personal devotion. Um, but I mean, th this is something that teens could easily use and adults, even though it says the radical book for kids. I mean, it is just a fascinating book. So would love to hear just kind of how, how this book came to mind. And then I'm just kind of baffled at how you organized everything and put it into to book form. Yeah, I'm not sure organized is the word I would use to describe <laughs> this book. <laughs> it's it's really a grab bag. It's 67 mini chapters and they and they are various lengths about just all sorts of things related to the Bible and the Christian life and just life in general as well. So in many ways this book is a bit of a nod to a secular book called The Dangerous Book for Boys, and there's one for girls called The Daring Book for Girls. And if you know these books, they're from, uh, at least the original one is from some uh, two guys, I think brothers in England. And these are books just about sort of like all sorts of things, how to build a, how to build your own fire, campfire, how to go fishing, how to, you know, the great battles, you know, in world history, you know, things like that, things that are just fun and interesting to learn. And it's just a whole assortment, the kind of thing that a kid would curl up with on a rainy Sunday afternoon and, and and enjoy just exploring the world. And I thought, man, someone ought to write someone like that, but it's all about the Bible and the Christian faith. So the title, The Radical Book for Kids, the, the Latin word underneath radical is radix, which means, I'm probably mispronouncing it, but it means roots. And so I wanted our kids and the readers of this book to, to explore the roots of their faith. And the subtitle is Exploring the Roots and Shoots of Faith. And so there's just an assortment of chapters on church history, like little mini biographies of all sorts of people through church history, exploring parts of the books of the Bible, the big picture of the Bible, how do you have your devotions, um, what do we, how do we handle various problems in the Christian life? There's just fun stuff too, like, you know, Christian symbols that maybe you know what they mean, or weapons in the Bible, or a really ancient game, board game and games in the Bible. And so, and there's even a page of elephant jokes, which actually elephants aren't in the Bible, but we shoehorned it in anyway, because it, it's a lot of fun. So th the book is meant to be, well, here's how I like to think about it, John, is do you remember when those big wholesale stores were open and like Costco or BJ's or Sam's Club. If you remember when they were offering samples at the end of every aisle, you know, it's sort of, and it's not because the manager is such a nice person, although I'm sure he or she is, but you know, it's instead, it's like they want you to have a sample or your kids to have a sample. So you'll go and buy, you know, the lifetime supply of cookies that are on the shelf behind them. Right. Mm -hmm. And in many ways, that's what I wanted this book to be is just a buffet of samples about all sorts of things, things that you and I learned in seminary, things that more specifically, things that I wanted my kids to know. Mm -hmm. But then not that I would just fill their minds, but so that I would fire their imagination so that they would try the sample and say, oh, I remember when I was a kid reading about a guy named Athanasius, or I remember about this thing called union with Christ. And as they get older, they've had the sample and now they want to go learn more. So I hope it's the beginning of uh, an exploration that will last their whole life. Yeah, no, it really is. I mean, it's a book you can just put in the hands of a young child and they just flip through because it's a fun book to, to read through. And I just found it, I mean, because like you said, there's, 
there's a lot of fun aspects to it, but then you, I mean, you get into genres of scripture and there's mm. so much that you're teaching about the Bible in a fun and accessible way. And what, what's funny is, and I found this out this morning as I was talking to my son about uh, getting to talk to you today, uh, he's had, um, may the force be with you written on his door in Latin, um, for, for years. And I realized it came from your book that you had a, <laughs> a little section in Latin, I, I believe. And it had that phrase in there. And so he got that. He loves star Wars and he wrote that, put it on a sign and, and has it on his door to this day. So that, that came from, from this book, but, um, sincerely just encouraging youth workers and parents, um, to, to get this book, to use it, um, uh, with, with your family, but, uh, to me, again, youth workers could could benefit from the material in this and, and use some of this with uh, with students as well. Um, Champ, I've already said there's so much I want to talk, but kind of moving us on, I do want to hit on why do we say goodnight as well? Because this is a fairly, uh, this one was released, what, in the last year or so? Is that right? Yeah, right at the end of 2019. Okay. And um, that, that's another big hit in our family. The Parrot household uh, loves, <laughs> loves this book. And uh, I mean, one thing, just the animation uh, or the illustrations to this book are, are beautiful. Um, they are. I was so impressed and I just love how it turned out. In fact, New Growth Press just does a great job, like Radical Book radical book for Kids. The other books I've written with New Growth, they just do such a great job with design. But the guy who's the illustrator for Why Do We Say Goodnight, his name is Ramel Ruiz, and he's he lives on the West Coast, and I was able to meet him a couple years ago as well. And, man, he is just a wonderful guy and has become a good friend and a godly man. So it's, man, what a, what a great privilege it is to partner with him on this book. Yeah. And it is, I mean, just beautiful, but again, we were having some, some younger children who were struggling sleeping and mm -hmm. uh, that book came out about that same time where we were just having <laughs> some sleepless nights. And I thought, you know, this is a great to, to have some just biblical framework to kind of walk your children through yeah. just kind of the, the, the terrors of the night. And so again, would love to hear just kind of some of the origins of this book as well. Yeah. So um, one of my children, um, our daughter, when she was quite a bit younger, also had trouble, you know, she would come out like, I'm scared, or can you come tuck me in again? <laughs> or, you know, come talk with me. And, you know, we would uh, have these conversations. And, you know, you want to talk to your children, not just say, you know, okay, go back to sleep, everything's fine. But, you know, why is everything fine? And so some of those things that we would say are things that are included in the book. So again, the title is Why Do We Say Goodnight? So here's a child saying, wait a minute, like, time out, mom, like, you know, night isn't good right? Night is scary and I can't see anything and you leave me alone and you call it good. So, you know, why is that? And so there are three answers and some of these would be things that I would share with my daughter when she was younger. And it is that even though it's night, don't forget, it's not like God made the day, but the night, you know, that's a problem. You know, he made day and he made night. Uh, those are both his ideas. Secondly, you can't see when the lights are out, but God can see in the nighttime just as well as he can during the day. He sees all. And then thirdly, you, you know, mom and dad may leave the room, but the Lord, who's the good shepherd, never does. And so the book is written in kind of a little rhyme. It's kind of a gentle, soothing rhyme and trying to communicate these truths as well so that young hearts aren't just soothed, but they're, they're soothed with what's true and right and real uh, about the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it is one of those, I mean, any parent who's had sleepless children, uh, sometimes we can, we can just get to the point of, 
go back to bed, go back to bed. I'm so tired of dealing yep. with this. And so yep. um, a book like this, it's not only helpful. I mean, you're, you're reading it alongside your children, but it does give you kind of those truths to impress upon them um, and that you can, can remind them of. And so, yeah, yeah definitely. Again, just, just wanting to highlight that book, but uh, another book uh, that's that's again just released, as we mentioned at the the top of the episode, is uh, "Wonders of His Love: Finding Jesus in Isaiah." And so this is again hot off the press, uh, a new Advent um, study that you've put together. And so why don't why don't you tell us just a little bit about this? I know it, it goes to the Book of Isaiah, but um, again, just give us kind of some of the the origins of the behind the scenes, how this came came about. So I went to a conference a couple of years ago and you know how it is. You go out of town, John, and you come back and you, you better bring some, you have five kids. So you, you better have five somethings, you know, <laughs> and I was, uh, it's been years since, uh, bringing little, uh, knickknacks from the hotel was sufficient. So, <laughs> yeah, that's right. you know, yes. I'm bringing, uh, I'm bringing a, a book home for the kids, you know, a, a, a children's book of different things, uh, numbers of years ago. And I gave my daughter, uh, the same, the same daughter I mentioned a minute ago, our only daughter, uh, I got, I brought her a book on the Psalms that was written at her level and she loved it. And I thought later, I thought, you know, it'd be interesting to do something like this, um, on Isaiah. And so then as you're, I was reading through Isaiah, I was struck by all these amazing metaphors, kind of word pictures that Isaiah uses. I mean, it's incredible. He uses images like um, thrones and axes and storms and sea monsters and swimmers and shepherds and flocks and roads and roots. And I mean, just all sorts of amazing pictures, even stinky fruit, rotten fruit. Uh, and and some of these cluster around who the Messiah is, you know, and so this book is looking at Jesus, the Messiah, but starting in Isaiah, and each week grabs a different metaphor, a different word picture for the Messiah. And so we start in Isaiah, and then it moves into the Gospels uh, throughout the course of each week. So week one, so wonders of his love, you know, it's from that Christmas carol, the name. Uh, week one, the first wonder is this, Jesus is the light of the world, and he makes us see. Week two, the second wonder, Jesus is the fruitful branch, and he gives us life. The third wonder, Jesus is the good shepherd and he carries us close. The fourth wonder, he is God with us and he calms our fears. So we get into the four weeks of Advent and we're looking at Jesus through the lens of Isaiah. And uh, that is kind of the overview of the book and where it came from. I will tell you, John, that it's short. The book is short and that's on purpose because <laughs> if, you know, you know, you're a dad, you've been through many Advent seasons with your family. You want to make the best of the season. You really want to make it a meaningful time with your family. And it's one of the busiest months of the year, mm -hmm. you know, for all sorts of reasons, church reasons, family reasons, personal reasons, work reasons, vacation reasons, shopping reasons. And so we, I wanted to have a book that only has five readings a week. And really, you can pick and choose which day. It doesn't say Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. It just says day one, day two, day three, day 45. And they're short. They're like a page, you know, just a few hundred words. And it's something that you can read. And really, even some of the youngest children are going to be able to, to follow along as the mom and dad read. There's fun things in there. Someone has said this is kind of like the radical book for kids in into an Advent booklet format. So uh, that's that's the idea. That's the overview. And that's how it's written. 
Yeah, no, it's really well put together. And I mean, on, on top of that, I know you have some activities that are even involved in this. Yes. There's, a, I know there's a QR code on the back. People can scan that and, and download those and, you know, print those out and kids can color them. And, um, but, but I guess getting into the, the structure a little bit, and I'm glad you um, also highlighted some of the, the challenges uh, of you know, the Advent season as one of the busiest seasons that, you know, people often use the words uh, surviving Christmas because it's become yeah. so busy. So maybe helping us kind of think through some practical advice of how, how could you see families utilizing this? You kind of already said a little bit of, you know, it's just day one, day two, day three. It doesn't have to be something that you necessarily feel like you're getting behind on and create stress and you can kind of jump around, but maybe just kind of speak to some practical advice of how you could see families utilizing this. Yeah. Years ago when I was writing curriculum, the president of the company said, we write curriculum. It's kind of like a bowl of marbles, you know, where you can just kind of reach in and grab what you want and leave what you don't. And in some ways the book is like that too. So you can sit down, you can read day one. And if that's all you get to this week, then good on you. And, you know, day two is related, but you know, you don't have to go there. Uh, the, if you are doing, you know, all the days and then you want to do some crafts, there's some activities, there's about four per week. If you wanted to, there's games, crafts, different things, projects you can do as a family coloring sheet. There's a Christmas carol for each week as well. There's some sidebars with fun stuff. So you, you can pick and choose. So, you know, if your Advent season has some extra time and your kids are restless, uh, then, you know, you've got extra time on your hands. There's extra stuff to do. And if you have none of that time, then you can pick what works for your family. So that's, that is, I think, uh, something that's going to be helpful to families at this season. Yeah. Now you can tell for sure. I mean, that you're a father as you're putting this together, because like you said, that the lessons are not extremely long. I mean, they are very accessible. And even as you're reading it, you're thinking, okay, that this could have a, you know, diversity in ages that are present, you know, listening to this, that it, yeah. there's something for the older children that are present, but also for the younger as well. So it's not yeah. too uh, far over their heads. So no, it's a, yeah, very helpful resource. And you have even some, some questions that can, uh, you know, help springboard into some deeper discussion if you have time for it. But yeah. um, no, it, it's so helpful to have resources like this, because as we just said, I mean, the busyness of the season um, can so oftentimes leave little room for, okay, let's get cliched, but the reason for the season, mm -hmm. <laughs> we, we can easily um, forget to, to be discipling our children in the midst of this through all the, the traditions and the chaos that can be fun. Um, we can miss out on these opportunities. And so something like this is just invaluable uh, to be able to kind of help those parents who especially might feel like, okay, yes, we know it's about Jesus. We tell our children it's about Jesus, but something tangible to be able to kind of hold them by the hand and walk them along and um, uh, point this out to them. And so, especially in Isaiah as well, um, you know, uh, to, to teach our children that Christ is <laughs> talked about in the Old Testament, that he's present. It's not just the gospels where, where Jesus Christ um, uh, comes, that we have the whole Old Testament pointing to him. So uh, thank you for your work in, in putting this together. Yeah, my um, pleasure. Yeah. And something I did want to say, I know we're, we're going to need to wrap up before too long. Um, as we were talking pre-recording, I know you've got a volleyball game, right? To get volleyball to get game. Got to get off to that. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yes. Um, but I'm but taking the not... snacks. So, you know, that's, <laughs> oh, I mean, there's clutch. like important things and then there's really important things. Yes. So, you know, snacks after school, that's gotta be the top of the list, I think. Absolutely. Um, remind me that the book that you wrote that you, I think you said was aimed more towards middle school or, or, middle school and high school yeah. that you put together as well. I'd love to hear a little bit about that. 
Yeah, it's a Bible study for middle schoolers, maybe up through 10th grade-ish. It's called Radically Different. It's it's called that because the publisher really liked the fact that, you know, the, they wanted to connect it to the Radical book, right? So mm -hmm. I get that. But um, I wanted to call it something like Life Map, which isn't nearly as nice. But the idea is, is thinking through how to navigate the twists and turns of life. And as parents, you know, we're going to be the chief guides to our kids, you know, one, some of the, the loudest voices in their life about like, this is how God made the world to work, right? Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate, there's a pastor in California, his name is Bernard Bell, that he summarizes the whole sweep of scripture, you know, creation, fall, redemption, new creation. He summarizes it good, God made everything good, bad, everything's broken because of the fall, new, because Jesus makes all things new, and then perfect, because one day it's all going to be uh, set right. And so he summarizes the whole Bible, good, bad, new, and perfect. And so if I kind of compressed it uh, for middle school, I found that these are these labels are even lenses for thinking about the world God made, right? So uh, I'm going to a volleyball game. There is something good about volleyball. So this is a grid, a lens that I can analyze uh, a sport. I can talk to my child. You know, maybe they're not enjoying it. Maybe it's to this or to that. They're frustrated. They're losing. Whatever. Okay, but let's focus on what's good here. Is there something good? All right. Uh, and then it's broken. So good, bad. Uh, maybe the child is putting too much weight on uh, on volleyball. Maybe they're really frustrated because they hope it's, they don't realize, yes, it is broken. It won't give me everything I hope it will give me. Uh, so this is a, a lens to look through anything. And then new, and that's where we stopped with the curriculum because uh, new applies to what Jesus did in his redemption and also to the, to the new creation. So I kind of compressed it together. Mm -hmm. But um, when you compare sports, I mean, the Bible says physical exercise is profitable, but ah, what's most profitable is godliness and for the life to come. So how do we put whatever we're looking at in this world, maybe it's sports, maybe it's technology, in comparison with the new of the redemption that Jesus brought? So yes, these are bits of a storyline of the arc of the scriptures and the story of the whole world, but they're also lenses that we can look through. So this study uses these, it introduces the lenses and then spends time talking about relationships how we live in community. So the, each week looks at a different set of relationships. So there might be one on talking about family. So what's good about family? The next day, what's bad, what's broken? And then how, do, how does Jesus make it new? And then maybe it's not family, maybe it's annoying people, right? I and mean, that's what kids would say. It's like, oh, that person's so annoying. <laughs> and so let's talk about it, all right? What's good, what's broken? How does Jesus make it new? And then we go to another kind of relationship about people at church. What about your pastors? What about authorities in your life? What about your friends? What about your siblings? And so we start thinking through these different kinds of relationships uh, each week, one relationship per week. Each week, there's three days of study each day, looking one through the lens of good, day two through bad, day three through new. Hmm. That's excellent. And that's something, again, I was not even aware of that book. I mean, part of this, you, you're just cranking out books left and right. <laughs> it seems <laughs> like you, you put so much out there. And I knew this was kind of going to be a rapid fire. As Again, I told you pre-recording, I wanted to, to highlight, uh, you know, all of these. I mean, I, I definitely want to point people to, again, your newest book, Wonders of His Love, Finding Jesus in Isaiah. Um, that's available through New Growth Press. Um, are all of your books through New Growth Press or have you done a few others? Uh, the Bible story book we talked about, that's with another publisher called Positive Action for Christ. And okay. the ones we mentioned here are all with New Growth Press. Yeah. Okay. So and you can find can... them on New Growth Press's website, Amazon, Westminster Bookstore, whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. So directing people there, but yeah, definitely looking for Champ on um, New Growth Press and just looking at some of his other titles. But um, Champ, it's been great just to, to be able to, to meet you through the screen, to, to get to share this conversation and just to appreciate your work. And again, how this really dovetails into to so much of what we're about at, at RYM and youth ministry and family ministry. So thank you for your work in that. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure. I've really enjoyed getting to meet you and talking about these books, and I look forward to hoping our paths cross again in the future. Oh, come and buy without money. Oh, come and feast without